Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. It is a Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We got week 12 just around the corner. That's going to start up tomorrow night, Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. But before we talk about that, we're going to uh, use today's podcast and talk about what's going to happen in fantasy football. Um, some trades I like, possibilities, with, most likely depending on the, the league you're in. Most likely your trade deadline is getting near. I'm guessing it's probably this week as your trade deadline with playoffs starting up here in a couple weeks for us in fantasy football. Also, want to talk a little bit about vetoing trades. I'm personally not one that like that likes to veto trades, so I'll kind of give you some input on what, the way I like to handle to handle the trading situation, especially if one look, kind of looks like it's kind of lopsided one way or other. So I'll give, give my ideas of the way I like to handle them, being a commissioner of multiple leagues. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius. You can listen to me solo today, so I'll kind of uh, hopefully keep you guys involved, kind of keep you guys in tune. And again, this is, this is going to be a podcast about trading, uh, different trading options, also uh, the, the trading strategy. Again, with fantasy football, trading is a big part of it. You want to try to make your team a little better for the, for the long haul, especially once we get past these bye weeks. You're looking to make your team uh, more dominant so you can take the depth that you drafted back in August or September and turn that depth into better players. That's the the way you should handle the situation for trading. So we'll talk about that in a little more on today's podcast. If you're not following us over on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. And on Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. And our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Just because we're in week 12 doesn't mean our packages are still not available. We still have weekly. We cut our our prices in half for the half halfway point um, for the full season packages available for both DFS and season long. And as always, we have our mastermind chat available weekly, monthly, full season packages available. And again, our full season packages were cut in half at the halfway point. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter, whatever kind of questions you have, we'll try to answer them to kind of put you in the right direction. But we created this mastermind chat to hopefully help you become a better player help you with trades, roster construction, um, that and much more for our Mastermind Chat. You have, you have a question on fantasy football, I'll get back to you within 24 hours, usually within a couple hours, and keep that conversation going. Those that have already signed up, love it, and I hope to get you guys involved as well. Definitely take advantage of that Mastermind Chat. I think it's something that would benefit you to be a better player on both season-long and DFS varieties of it. So let's go and jump right into today's podcast. Talk about some players. Um, uh, first of all, before, before we talk about some players, uh, kind of a little little um, two cents on the way I like looking at trade situations. Yes, it's um, it's it's kind of hard to kind of look at a team, and especially if you think one team is getting a bet a better deal. But to uh, to kind of look at these trades, you have to kind of look look with a clear mind. Just because you don't like the way a trade looks or the way it uh, shook out. Maybe you see a player getting uh, a couple better players than what he's giving up. But you also have to look at the depth between the two teams. Does one team have more depth at running back, which is why he's trading away one of his better running backs or wide receivers, whatever the depth is, whatever the trade situation is. And again, because, just because you don't like a trade doesn't mean you automatically need to veto it. I personally don't like vetoing unless it's an automatic, like uh, one way or another, someone's getting a trade. you got to also look at the way uh, players are, are looking to buy low and sell high on players. Um, I'll kind of give you a, 
a couple inputs on the players I'm looking at, possibly targeting with this trade deadline, most likely this week in your leagues. But again, the way I handle it is I look at the parties, and if I and if I'm still kind of unsold on what the situation is, I'll I'll give the call to the to the, to the two parties, three parties, however people are in, involved in a trade, kind of get their input on why did you make this trade. Personally, I don't like the teams that are out of the playoff hunt to make trades. It just doesn't make sense for me to see someone that's out of the playoff hunt to kind of make a trade with another team. Kind of has that little fishy feel to it. But if there's a team that's on the outside looking in at the playoffs and needs to make a couple moves to kind of make a playoff push, I don't hate the idea of, 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 of making a lesser-liked trade for, um, for, for the other side, especially if you're going to get a couple players that maybe they're not as, as, uh, as, as good as the player you're giving away, but if you're getting a couple startable players for your roster, you've got to kind of have, keep an eye on the way its situation looks for both parties. Are they looking to kind of improve their team? Hopefully they are. If there is definite collusion, that's, that's where you kind of get everybody else involved in the league. Unless it's a kicker for a quarterback or a kicker for a running back or pretty much anything uh, that, that looks collusion-wise, that's the only way I'm going to actually uh, veto a trade. I just don't like vetoing trades. It just doesn't make sense in my opinion. You can't kind of get in the mindset of what these two owners are looking at to kind of get an idea of which way they're going to want to go in a trade. And again, just because you don't like a trade doesn't mean that it's beneficial for the party going in. Maybe they're weak at running back, and they're trying to get a couple decent running backs by giving away their top-tier running back. Maybe you have an Ezekiel Elliott, but you want to trade Elliott to get two players you can kind of start on a weekly basis for that running back. Yes, I don't like it because you're giving away one of the better running backs in fantasy football. But again, if you're getting two players that are going to start on start for you on a weekly basis, you got to improve your team no matter how how you look at it. Also, got to look at buying low, selling high. Just because a player is coming off a huge game doesn't mean that he's going to have a huge game the rest of the season. If you can sell high on that player to kind of get a benefit from other owners not kind of paying attention, that's the way you're looking at situations. Well, I mean. Just because you're you're selling high on a player doesn't mean you're ripping the player off. You're getting more value for that player down the road because you think he's not going to have a, a, a decent end of the year. Same thing goes with buying low on a player. Just because a player is having a horrible start to the year or a horrible half a year or maybe even through 11 games they're not having a great year, but you look at their playoff schedule and you're like, this guy can kind of get going. I've already locked into the playoffs. I'm going to take a shot on this guy. Buying low, selling high is a big part of trading and fantasy football, and you got to be be able to uh, look at look at the future, look at the, the for the playoff schedule, especially when we're getting to this point. If you have a playoff spot locked, take a look at those playoff schedules and see what quarterbacks, what running backs, what wide receivers have the plus matchups, and try to see if you can make a trade, selling off some of your depth, or maybe uh, buying low on a player that's struggling. So if if we take a look at some of the players that are struggling, uh, players I think that maybe you can sell high on. I'm looking at someone like Josh Allen and John Brown. Both players coming off a huge games in the last couple weeks. Josh Allen's really had a couple decent games um, overall uh, for the Buffalo Bills. John Brown's been solid all season. But both players are, have, have a very tough schedule down the road, especially come uh, your, your fantasy playoff time. And again, if you're not having your playoffs between weeks 14 through week 16, I think you're doing it wrong. If you have your championship game in week 17, I think it's a, a mistake because there's, the players do sit in that week 17. So I definitely think that your playoffs should be between week 14 and week 16. So if you look at the Josh Allen and John Brown's playoff schedule, in week 14 they play at uh, versus Baltimore. Week 15 they play at Pittsburgh. And week 16 they play at New England. That's a brutal fantasy playoff schedule. Um, before those two games, next two weeks, they play Denver this week and they play at Dallas next week. That's five games that I think that uh, both parties can kind of struggle against the defense they're going up against. So selling high on Josh Allen and John Brown is something that I'm looking to do in, in a couple different leagues. 
maybe the player, the owner that's looking to, to take those players needs a push and they're looking at the stats and they don't look at the future um, schedules. That's not against you. That's against them. I, I think everybody should look at the future schedules. Take a look. Yes, any player can have a decent game no matter who the defense is. But on paper, Josh Allen and John Brown look to be struggling this week um, and moving forward as the, as the playoffs approach against Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. Three very good defenses that I think they're going to struggle in. Uh, you can also take a look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> yes, Mahomes is the best fantasy football player when he's healthy. Puts up st- solid monster stats. But again, if you can improve your team by selling away uh, Patrick Mahomes, I don't hate the idea of it. He has a pretty brutal schedule himself coming up in the playoffs. They have a bye week this week. They have a very soft schedule against the Oakland Raiders next week for the last game likely heading into the playoffs. So take, take away those two games, the bye week and, and, and Oakland. Oakland, obviously, he's going to smash no matter what against Oakland. But then if you have the playoff schedule, you have at New England versus Denver and at Chicago in December. Uh, but it could be horrible weather in Chicago. I just think this, the playoff schedule for Patrick Mahomes is kind of crazy to deal with. At New England is going to be a tough game. The Broncos have a decent defense. They're not a great team, but they always have a pretty decent defense, and the secondary is pretty good. And he has kind of struggled at times against the Broncos um, in years past. And plus, he got hurt this year against the same Broncos defense. And the Bears going to Chicago in December is never a fun place. Playing right off that lake, cold weather, possible snow, possible bad weather. Those could be three games that Patrick Mahomes kind of underperforms. I'm not going to give him away, obviously, but if you can get someone like Dak Prescott for him and maybe another player, maybe you can fill up your team. Maybe you have, you have a decent uh, backup uh, quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. Someone like, uh, we'll talk about it a little later, maybe you have Baker Mayfield sitting behind uh, Patrick Mahomes, and you can get a couple stud players to return in, in return for Mahomes to fill up your running back and wide receiver spot. I don't hate the idea of trading away the best fantasy football player on the planet, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he can smash. Yes, he can make this trade look horrible. But at the end of the day, you're looking at matchups. You're looking at trying to make your team a better play. I don't hate the idea of trading Patrick Mahomes. Love it, or, love it or like it, I think it's a positive move. Now what about some players that you can possibly take a look at maybe buying low on? Um, I love buying low on Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. I think they are in for a smash spot moving forward. Early in the season, everybody is dogging Mayfield, dogging this entire Cleveland Browns offense. They've had a a pretty tough schedule to start the season, but they are able to kind of turn that around the last few weeks. Baker Mayfield's had some decent games. Odell has not really uh, turned it around and had that solid game yet. I think those are coming eventually. And a matchup against the Miami Dolphins this week at Pittsburgh is going to be a tough matchup next week. But then you have the Cincinnati Bengals at home at Arizona. And, yes, the Baltimore Ravens can, have a, can, can be a tough matchup there. But three of the next five matchups, two of, the, of which being in the playoffs, very solid schedule for Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. I think both players are very buy-low candidates for me. I personally just traded away um, John Brown for Odell Beckham in one of my leagues, and I absolutely love the move. As I talked about, I think John Brown's in for a, a a rough stretch, and I think Odell Beckham is going to have positive regression moving forward with some of these soft matchups for the Cleveland Browns. DJ Moore, we're seeing DJ Moore have all all the targets. He's he's starting to have have a nice chemistry with Kyle Allen. Yes, Kyle Allen hasn't looked great as a quarterback uh, the last couple weeks, but he's still getting the ball to DJ Moore. In fantasy, all we care about is targets. We care about reception. We care about yards. And DJ Moore is getting that last few weeks. I love the way he's looked with Kyle Allen there, uh, getting the ball plenty and often. Looking his way, he has become the number one target there. Like like kind of thought he'd be at the beginning of the year. Yes, it took a little time for him to kind of get going with Kyle Allen. Seemed like Allen was targeting more Curtis Curtis. 
Samuel to start off once he took over the job for uh, uh, Cam Newton. But it seems like the last couple weeks he's looking to DJ Moore's way, and I think DJ Moore is in for a solid uh, end of the season. Plays against at New Orleans Saints. Yet the Saints do have a pretty decent, decent uh, defense, but I think they can be had in the passing game. I think there is uh, opportunity to have success against New Orleans. But if we take the New Orleans Saints out of it, he finishes up. He has he plays Washington at home at Atlanta against the Seahawks and at Indianapolis. Those are four teams I really don't uh, fear uh, throwing the ball against. Yes, the, the Colts do have a decent defense. Yes, the Seattle Seahawks in years past have had a decent defense. Yes, the Falcons have played decent recently. But there's no way in any form I'm looking at those four games to close out the year and thinking that D.J. Moore can't have success um, against the Redskins, against the Falcons, against the Seahawks, against the Colts. I think he has decent games against all of those games, and I think we may see a ceiling game in one or two, maybe even three of those games. Love D.J. Moore rest of the season, especially come playoff time. If you need a wide receiver help, I definitely think D.J. Moore is someone that you might want to look at possibly making a move, move for if the owner is not sold on D.J. Moore rest of the season. We'll close it up with Philip Lindsay. As a Bronco fan, I, I watch a lot of Bronco games. Um, Kind of, kind of get a good feel of what's going on here. He's getting a lot of the work. I thought this year would be a Royce Freeman year. I think Freeman would kind of get more impact, but it seems like they're getting more and more looks to Lindsey. He's more involved in the passing game, obviously. Um, so with matchups, this week's tough matchup against the Buffalo Bills, but he closed out the year against the Chargers, Texans, Chiefs, and Lions. Four teams I think he can have, actually have uh, a great games against, and three of those games, the, the playoff games, are against Houston, Kansas City, and Detroit. Doesn't get any better than those. We know Houston in years past has had some decent defenses. Their defense kind of took a big hit this year, losing uh, Clowney to the Seahawks, and then they lost J.J. Watt to injury. The Houston's defense is not what it used to be in the past. They are very beatable. They are one of the worst defenses this year in fantasy. The Chiefs, we know the Chiefs can give up big plays on a, on a weekly basis. Chiefs are not uh, known for their defense. They're known for their offense. So I think they can have uh, – uh, uh, Philip Lindsay and the rest of the Broncos can have a decent game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And Detroit Lions, we know the Lions have a decent defense, but there's nothing that, that, that I fear of the Lions as well. <clears throat> Another play I'm looking at is if you can steal away Corlin Sutton. I think Sutton is on the verge of being a star in this league. Um, I talked about him earlier this year. If you're in a keeper league, I, I definitely thought he was a player that you want to target because I think year three is going to be – Year, year, the year he truly breaks out. So if you are in a keeper league and you can keep somebody next year and someone doesn't really know who Cortland Sutton is or maybe you think that it's a fluke because he's playing with a guy named Brandon Allen, I definitely think Cortland Sutton is a player that you want to see it, uh, kind of kick the tires with to see if you can get, especially if you're in a keeper league. Because I think next year he's going to be in for a monster year. We're seeing all the targets go Cortland Sutton's way. I also don't hate the idea of going after Noah Fant. If you're in the tight end position where you need help at the tight end position, Noah Fant has shown great chemistry with Brandon Allen. Allen looks two different ways. He looks either Sutton's way or he looks uh, Fant's way. Both players are getting plenty of targets, and I like both of them moving forward rest of the season as long as well as Philip Lindsay for the Broncos. Speaking of talking about uh, looking into the future for the playoffs, <clears throat> Three quarterbacks that I'm looking at possibly targeting for the uh, playoffs if, if you need help with the quarterback position. We have Jameis Winston. He plays against the Colts, Lions, and Houston Texans. Daniel Jones has the Philadelphia Eagles, Miami Dolphins, and Redskins on his uh, playoff schedule. And Baker Mayfield, I think he has one of the best uh, playoff schedules in the league. Excuse me. He plays against the Bengals and the Cardinals, and he does close up against a very tough Ravens defense. But I do love Baker Mayfield for the uh, rest of the season, especially in the postseason if you've locked up the spot. If you're looking at a defense to kind of target for those playoff weeks of week 14 and 16, the Ravens play at Buffalo, the Jets, and at Cleveland. 
The Steelers play at Arizona versus the Buffalo Bills and at the Jets. The Vikings play against the Lions at Chargers, and the Packers are going to be a tough game. Speaking of the Packers, love their schedule. They play the Redskins, the Bears, and the Vikings. And don't be uh, scared to take a look at someone like the Oakland Raiders. They finish up the playoffs with Tennessee, Jacksonville, and the Chargers, three teams I think that they can kind of have a decent day with. And we know the Raiders have a decent defense. There's nothing spectacular to write home about, but the Raiders do have a decent defense. That's my view on trading. Again, for future uh, ideas for trading, this is a way you can kind of improve your team. During the draft, you draft depth, you draft uh, positions where it kind of help you during those bye weeks. Once your bye weeks end, try to uh, ship off that, that depth that you drafted for and getting a top-tier pound talent. I've heard a lot of people talking about how, how they traded away their depth for Ezekiel Elliott. They traded away their depth for Saquon Barkley. Barkley hasn't hit yet, but again, name value, you got a, a lot of talent in Saquon Barkley. So if you can turn your depth in to a star player like Saquon Barkley off that injury, some great trades out there that happened this year that, that, that kind of helped some of you guys uh, kind of look into going with. I think Elliott is one of the players I think that is going to have a decent, uh, a great rest of the season. Yes, he hasn't looked great this year. But if you can get Ezekiel Elliott for some of your depth, I think Elliott is going to be one of the better running backs to close out the year. He plays on one of the best offenses, and I think eventually they're going to have to kind of worry about the passing game a little more than they have been. That's going to open things up for Elliott moving forward. As we talked about, buying low, uh, buying on DJ Moore, buying low on Odell Beckham, uh, Baker Mayfield, buying on Philip Lindsay. Right now, Lindsay's uh, more like a flex option. I think the rest of the season, he's, we're looking at possibly an, a low-end RB2. DJ Moore, I think he has high upside for a uh, wide receiver two, uh, maybe even a low uh, wide receiver one some weeks. Odell Beckham, I think he eventually is going to turn in back into that uh, wide receiver one, a uh, low-end wide receiver one. Mayfield is going to be a startup, uh, startable player moving forward. I think he has top five potential for the rest of the season. And selling high on Josh Allen, John Brown. And selling on Patrick Mahomes, yes, the name is scary to trade away someone like Patrick Mahomes. But if you can get an insane value back for Mahomes, I don't think it's out of the question to trade Patrick Mahomes to somebody fighting to make the playoffs only and only if you have a spot uh, locked up. This is how you win your leagues uh, making moves like this. This is how you win your leagues making a trade, filling, uh, selling off some of your depth for a star player. That's how championships are won. Good luck if you're making a trade. Good luck the rest of the year. And we will talk to you on Friday. Let's dominate those leagues.